some places have a way of attracting a lot of negative attention. Whether it's a haunted town where witches once prowled or the house at the end of the road that just makes you a little uncomfortable, some places have a questionable history. And it generally only gets worse when rumors start flying. Though some areas have stories that are based on fiction, other areas are known as the very real backdrops for certain horrific events. If there's anything that we can learn from history, it's that some places are just best left avoided. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss Samuel Mason, a pirate from the late 1700s who took up shop in a place called Cave-In Rock, a place that you didn't want to be a couple hundred years ago. Cave-In Rock is a cavern that's located off the Ohio River between Illinois and Kentucky. This place has some seriously cool views, and the average person would surely appreciate it for its beauty. In fact, apparently part of how the West was won was filmed there. Admittedly, westerns from the 60s are a bit out of reach for me, but I did see the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie How the West Was Fun, which, from what I can tell, is not related to it in any way. But, none of these movies seem to be about Samuel Mason, pirate extraordinaire and generally awful guy. He and his gang of pirates were known to pull some seriously terrible crimes, all while using Cave and Rock as a sort of natural ally. See, Cave and Rock offers beautiful views of the Ohio River, and for river pirates, which are apparently a thing, fun fact, this is an invaluable advantage. It meant that they could hide at these caverns and wait for their victims to come floating by on boats. And a nearby trail actually provided them with the opportunity to attack the people that they didn't manage to snag on the river. Suffice it to say that this really didn't work out for a lot of their victims. The Ohio River was commonly used for transportation back then. This was the late 1700s, so it isn't like anyone was calling an Uber to get where they needed to go. In fact, a lot of people relied on the Ohio River to help support their trading efforts, a fact which probably made Mason and his cohorts very happy. Pirates and criminals of all kinds had a lot to gain at Cave and Rock. The cavern provided a nice shelter where they could relax, drink, and party. In fact, it even had a natural chimney, making it totally safe for them to have fire without worrying about getting smoked out. Mason and his crew had a pretty specific approach to making money here, too. They would wait for some kind of ship to come down, preferably alone, and then they would swoop in with all of their forces to take people down. What is, I think, worse is the fact that they actually used a lot of tricks to capture these boats. They weren't always just rushing in with their weapons out. 
sometimes they flat out tricked people to get onto their boats and then they would rob them. Mason and his fellow river pirates were all too happy to see what people were bringing down the river and they would then keep the loot or sell it for profit. This is a surprisingly lucrative career, but also a great way to bring a lot of negative attention on an area from both good and bad people. See, even though Mason and his crew did rob a lot of people, not everyone was just robbed. Based on whatever criteria these criminals used to judge people by, some of the people aboard these ships didn't just get robbed. They were murdered. Rumors swirled that criminals would sometimes force their victims to walk off the cliff at the rock, like some sort of twisted river pirate version of walking the plank. And killing people kind of changes things. Negative attention came in two forms with this. First, there was the Hart Brothers. Please bear with me on this one, but Micah and Wiley Harp were commonly referred to as America's first serial killers, and we will be covering those two in more depth later. But the important detail is that they were two really bad and really violent men who seemed to live for the thrill of the kill. Known for spilling the blood of settlers, they were all too happy to hear about what was going on with Mason and his men. And they wanted in on it. Though their presence was likely well-received when they first arrived, because there's power in numbers even for criminals, the tone quickly changed. Mason and his men suddenly developed a holier-than-thou outlook, with everyone pretty much agreeing that the brothers were too much. Their interest in torture and creative murder practices was too much for Mason's men, so the groups went their separate ways. But by then, Mason and his men had already attracted another kind of negative attention. And surprisingly, not the legal kind. See, Mason wasn't just your average criminal. He was also involved in local legal systems. A known justice of the peace and associate judge, Mason really knew his way around the law. His claim to fame in essentially legalizing his crimes actually involved legally justifying he and his men's actions. See, when boats are abandoned, they can legally be salvaged in some cases, especially back then. This means that any boat that was abandoned was essentially up for grabs, regardless of the reason why the original crew decided to abandon it. But this was the late 1700s, not just today's corrupt legal system. And that meant that the law wasn't Mason's only concern. If you piss off enough people, someone is bound to notice, and the murders and robberies got the attention of some people who wanted to have a few words with Mason and his boys. A group of men decided to counter this threat, and they did so by raiding the area. 
These men were a significant threat, and they managed to scare the pirates off. Mason, in particular, fled to Missouri. At least, what we now know as Missouri. At that point in history, it was actually owned by Spain. Unfortunately for Mason, they knew who he was. So he did what any common criminal with questionable ethics would do. He lied. Mason claimed that he was a farmer, but his possessions told a different story. In 1799, having $7,000 in cash wasn't normal farmer behavior. But it was probably more normal than a bag full of human scalps. Local authorities were, unsurprisingly, happy to extradite Mason so American authorities could handle the problem instead. Unfortunately, the American authorities didn't do a great job of that. Mason managed to escape custody and found his way back into his pirate gang. But his big escape act made the local authorities really angry. They placed a huge bounty on his head with the three words that you never want to hear. Dead or alive. Now, if you'll remember... Mason and his men had split ways with the Hart brothers because of their love of extreme violence. And I'm not sure if they took that personally or if they just wanted the reward money. Mikaja Harp never got to cash in because he was hunted down and killed. His brother Wiley, however, was a little more wily. So he decided to get that reward. Somehow, he killed Mason and then carried his head in to receive the reward. The authorities recognized him almost immediately despite the fact that he gave them a fake name. And just like his brother, he was killed for his crimes. More criminals took up space at Cave and Rock, but not for very long. Some even believe that notorious outlaw Jesse James hunkered down in those caves. Fortunately, since people knew that criminals kept setting up shop, they just kept attacking them in huge raids. Eventually, the place seemed to lose its charm for criminals. In fact, it even ended up being used as a church for a short while later. And now it's just a cool place that you can probably visit without getting killed. Just remember, the chance of being murdered by river pirates is small, but never zero. So, if you want to discuss the strategic advantages of a cavern, river piracy, or believable ways to impersonate a farmer, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.